0: Greetings and welcome to A Stone in Zion, the weekly podcast of Zion Lutheran Church. This is Pastor Peter Kesting, and our sermon for this week is another look at a warning from Jesus. We've been looking at different warnings. He's warned us against, um, or warned us about heaven being a narrow door, that there will be divisions as Christians, and today he kind of warns us against pride, and he tells us to humble ourselves. And I think these are very important words for us as we all struggle with um, sinful pride. And it's something I think that we're all born with and that we can maybe live our whole lives trying to push it down. But I think it's something we're always going to struggle with is uh, that ability to humble ourselves. And it's an encouragement here for us to do so. So Um, Looking forward to that. Um, I'm looking forward to also this week, I mean to say we're having our symposium. I'm going to be down in Mequon for a couple of days and I'm going to be talking there or I'm going to be listening to some papers on hospitality I think is the topic at hand and my goal is to hopefully find someone maybe my brother i don't know we'll see um who will be willing to do an interview so i hope to get back into the interview thing and uh starting next week and maybe it would be on that topic that i'm going to be at at symposium so uh without further ado here is this week's sermon our sermon text for today and our gospel lesson come to us from luke chapter 14 verses 1 In verse 7 to 14. To you, O Lord. One Sabbath, when Jesus went to eat in the house of a prominent Pharisee, he was being carefully watched. When he noticed how the guests picked the places of honor at the table, he told them this parable. When someone invites you to a wedding feast, do not take the place of honor, for a person more distinguished than you may have been invited. If so, the host who invited both of you will come and say to you, give this man your seat. Then humiliated, you will have to take the least important place. But when you are invited, take the lowest place so that when your host comes, he will say to you, friend, move up to a better place. Then you will be honored in the presence of all your fellow guests. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. Then Jesus said to his host, when you give a luncheon or dinner, do not invite your friends, your brothers or relatives or your rich neighbors. If you do, they may invite you back and so will be repaid. So you will be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed. Although they cannot repay you, you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. Our gospel lesson I read to you before is going to serve for the text of our sermon today from Luke chapter 14. Allow me just to read again to you verse 11. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. Your brothers and sisters in Christ. Have you ever walked away from an experience and thought, Boy, that sure was humbling. (laughs) I imagine all of us have probably done that, right? If you're a kid in school, maybe high school, this homecoming's coming up here. Maybe you asked someone to homecoming and they rejected you. Mm, that was humbling. Maybe you tried out for a, a, team, a sports team and you thought you were for sure we were going to get it, but didn't get it. Maybe you were going to show off to a friend and show them how good you are at a video game and you get on there and you are utterly defeated. Humbling, isn't it? Right? Or, you know, maybe for the adults out there, if you have a job, you called in, you think that you're going to be praised for the good work that you did on a project. But you're told that your position is being eliminated. You know, there's a lot of times when we're humbled and it always hurts when that happens. But sometimes, you know, maybe later on we look back at it and say, well, you know, maybe that wasn't such a bad thing. You know, I didn't hurt for me to be knocked down a few notches, right? Maybe getting a little bit too proud. Here in our text for today, Jesus gives us, I guess, a little bit of a a trick that we can do. If we don't like to be humbled, humble yourself, he says. It's easier to humble yourself than to be humbled by someone else. And we're going to look, especially today, how Jesus is talking about many of the things in this world. So we can apply this knowledge to our school life. We can apply this knowledge to our work life. We can apply it to our family life. But we can also apply this to how we think about our spiritual life works, too. We're continuing our series on warnings from Jesus. Today, we see that Jesus warns us to be humble, to humble ourselves. And when we do that, we realize that God will then exalt us. You know, pride is something that I guess all of us probably maybe struggle with. Sometimes we, we think about pride as maybe being a good thing. Like you can be proud of your country, or proud of your son, or your daughter, or proud of your mom, or dad, or whatever it might be. But, and I think we can understand that correctly. But I think we need to be very careful about what we're really proud of when it comes to self-pride. The Apostle Paul says that he wasn't going to brag in anything Except for Jesus Christ, that's the only thing he he was going to brag about in his life. And it's interesting because, of course, what Jesus did, it was not something he did. He really had nothing to brag about himself at all. And I guess that was the point, right? He was going to say, "I got nothing to brag about at all." But the one thing I'm going to brag about is Jesus and what He has done in me. Pride is a, a sin, isn't it? Perhaps we don't think about it that way, but it is described in the Bible as being a, a sin. And perhaps we let our pride kind of get in the way of us doing the things we need to do. Whoever have you ever thought to yourself, "Well, you know, that job is a little bit below me, right? I've got too much pride to do that job or to help that person." Do you ever really look at some of the the greatest? leaders that are out there, they're often willing to go and get their hands dirty. Right? And I think Jesus is the greatest example of that. Jesus never said that there was a job that was below him. Jesus went and he worked with the, the sinners, the, the people, the rejects of the society. There were so many people that, that you know, they didn't want to touch these people people that had diseases, or the people who were perceived as as sinners in in that time. But Jesus went out to them, to the lepers. He touched them. To those who were the undesirables of the community, he went and he ate with them. Jesus was never too proud to do his Father's will. And I think this is a great reminder for us too that we too need to be willing to humble ourselves to lower ourselves. And I think Jesus tells us this interesting parable which I have to admit it's perhaps one that we don't really think about as having like places of honor. We don't often do that, right? Where we have seats of honor. But the one situation he talks about here is a wedding and that we kind of do you know if you've been to a wedding you know that the, the seat right next to the bride and the groom those aren't open seats right those are reserved right those are not just for anyone to go and sit in and if you you know just kind of a, a barely know the bride and groom you go to a wedding feast and you see oh there's no one sitting right next to the bride I'll go sit by her it's not going to probably go well, right? You're probably going to say, hey, that's reserved. You need to go find a different place to sit. And that's essentially what he's talking about here in our text. as He talks about being humble. Lowering yourself. Don't Don't think that you need to take that higher thing, but go for the lower. Empty yourself. Now, as I thought about this text, I thought about, What it means to empty yourself. And that means to kind of think, don't think so highly of yourself. But then I also thought there's probably plenty of people in this world who don't have a hard time with that at all. I think there's plenty of people in this world who think very lowly of themselves. There's probably some people in this world who hate themselves. Is that what Jesus is telling us to do here in our text? Well, no. I'm sure we're all familiar with the concept of self-esteem, right? That is something that a lot of people talk about. It's that idea of having a a high image of yourself. You know, think of yourself as being valuable. And you'll hear a lot of people talk about that, but you don't really hear the Bible talk too much about self-esteem. One thing it does talk about is Christ-esteem. We don't think highly of ourselves because we are so great or so wonderful. But it's Jesus who makes us to be valuable. Martin Luther was a man who lived 500 years ago. And he was a man who was pretty humble, in fact, almost to a fault. I think you could almost say at points in his life he hated himself. Because he realized that he was a sinner, that he didn't do what he was supposed to do. And he just kind of thought that he was worthless. And he really struggled with that. But then he really started to study the Bible. He was a professor in, in uh, teaching the Bible, so of course he had to study the Bible. And When he actually read the Bible and read the gospel message about Jesus and what he had done, he realized that what he has done doesn't make him valuable, but it's what Christ has done for him that makes him valuable. So God is telling us, yes, to humble ourselves, But that doesn't mean that we need to walk away thinking that we're trash or have no value. No, when we humble ourselves, then it is God who exalts us. When we empty ourselves of our own self-worth, it's Christ then who fills us with his worth. And I think that's you know an important part. Our text for today is about humility. But that's only half of it. It's also about being exalted. Today we need to look at this and see that for the one who humbles himself, God will exalt him. If we come, let's say, you know, to God as an empty cup, he fills us. Last week we started a Bible study on different lies that people say about God. And one of the lies we talked about was that God just wants me to be happy. So people think, well, I can do what I need, what I think I need to do as long as it makes me happy. I need to live in this particular lifestyle or do whatever this might be. I know it's not what God's law says or it's breaking one of the 10 commandments, but this is what I need to do to be happy. And certainly God wants me to be happy, right? Well, that's a lie that this world tells us. And really, it comes down to who's going to win, God's will or my will? You know, if I think that I need to to live with someone, and that's going to make me happy, I know that's against God's will, you know, I'm going to continue to do that. Whose will is going to win out here? As Christians, part of this humbling is to submit our will to God's will. Say, I'm going to let God's will win out. Even if it's not what I think is best for me, I will put myself below God. And that's a hard thing to do. It's very hard that's i think a big calling that that god gives to all of us to put our own desires below god and say okay i'm going to let you win out in my life this time god this is a calling that we have for our lives here on this earth as we live with our families and with our friends but this idea as i mentioned before about humility it's also about our spiritual lives. I think that we might all struggle with ideas of, of our own efforts that we do towards making God happy, you know, that we can play some part in our own salvation. Maybe a person takes pride in the fact that, well, my family, we're, we're always been Christians or Come from a long line of Christians, and that certainly has to count as something for God. I've been a a lifelong Christian. Certainly, God must be pleased with my efforts. Or we look at other people and say, Well, you know, those people, they don't go to church, and I do. Certainly, God must be pleased with my dedication. You know, there's always a temptation for kind of this spiritual self pride, too. What does God say? Well, those who exalt themselves will be humbled. I think if a person on Judgment Day or the day they die and they appear before God and God says, why should I let you into heaven? If they say, well, I've done all that's required of you, of me, God. I've lived a good life. I've done everything. I tried my best to be a good person. That's self-pride, isn't it? Spiritual self-pride. And I think on that day, those who are exalted will be humbled. We need to go to God with nothing in our hands and say, Lord, I don't deserve to come into your heavenly grace because of my own efforts. But it was Jesus who did this, what was necessary for me. It was Jesus who lived the life I should have lived And that's the only reason why I can enter into your grace. You know, we realize that when we humble ourselves, Jesus will exalt us. I talked before about Christ's esteem. And... I think this is a really important part of us as Christians and how we view ourselves. All of us have value. All of us are important. And it's not because we're such great people. Because maybe we aren't. Maybe we've made some big mistakes. And I think we all know that better than others. But we do have value for two reasons. We have value because... We are a creation of God. God made us. He made us exactly how we are. Now, maybe there's times when we wish we were someone else. But God has made us to be who we are. And God doesn't make mistakes. And God doesn't make garbage, right? Perhaps there's times when a person feels like they're garbage, but God doesn't make garbage. God made us. That gives us value. And there's another reason why we have value. Not only did did God make us, but Jesus redeemed us. Jesus was thinking about you when he came into this world. You know, he has the capacity to, to think about everything at all times. So while he was there on the cross, your name was on his mind. Because he's true God. He knew why he was doing this, why he was dying on the cross. It was for you. That makes you have a great value. Because Jesus loved you. So much that he was willing to die for you. There is no greater love than that, is there? Than to die for someone. Jesus died because he loved you. He did not want you to be separated from him for all eternity. Which is really what would happen. Because of our sins. But he loved you so much. He died to take away your sins. So that one day you can be with him for all eternity. We humble ourselves because there is nothing to ourselves spiritually that we can bring to the table. We come to God as an empty vessel and He fills us up. In some ways you can think about it as like a a king who takes a a street urchin, you know, just a homeless child, and takes that, that child living on the street with no parents, no money, no nothing, and adopts that child and makes that child to be a prince. What can that child say? Did they do that? Was it their own accomplishment? No. It was given to them. They were placed in that position. And that is essentially what God has done for us. I think remembering where we stand can help us in our lives now. As we humble ourselves, as we come and serve one another in humility as Christ served us. As we come to the table of salvation with nothing and know that Christ fills us up. As it says here in our text, I'll I'll read that verse again. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled and he who humbles himself will be exalted. Amen. Please rise. Now may the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.